0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Surviving My Podcast, a survivor podcast about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD in support of all who have survived the trauma of abuse. Join me as we heal together, raise awareness, and inspire everyone to survive, thrive, and conquer their past. Greetings, everyone! Welcome back to Surviving My Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm super stoked to have you back here for another episode of the show. If you are a first time listener, thanks so much for joining. I'm glad you were able to find the show. I hope you'll find it validating, encouraging, and supportive for both you and maybe the survivor in your life as well. And if you are a returning listener, you guys rock! Thanks so much for coming back. I always appreciate. Uh, the encouragement, the support, the comments, uh, the podcast ideas, everything you guys do really helps keep me going and really is the reason I do this show is is for you guys and for all of us to come together and heal um, as we do these podcasts and validate every survivor. So with that, we're going to jump right into uh, the show here with a special guest that I have. Uh, This is a guy that I had met through a uh, No More Shame uh, Twitter chat. His name is Stuart. He is a lead volunteer facilitator for the Gate House in Toronto. He's also an assist facilitator and a fellow podcaster as well. Stuart has his own show over on block, Blog Talk Radio called Personal Transformation. He's doing a lot of great things as an advocate for survivors, which is so important and so needed now more than ever. Uh, so he and I are uh, doing a lot of the similar things on the podcasting format. We engage in, in the weekly Twitter chats um, under the hashtag no more shame. Um, so uh, I met him and I was super stoked to be able to get him on the show here. So let's jump right into it. Stuart, what is going on, man?
1: Well, happy Monday. Uh, uh, I'm honored to, to, for you to have me here. Thank you,
0: Matt. Absolutely. My pleasure. And yes, happy Monday to you as well. Another weekend is coming on and we are at the start of a new week. And hopefully, it's a good week for you, for me, and for everybody that is listening. So let's kind of get an idea. First off, if you want to, um, maybe share a little bit about your survivor journey. Um, You know, share as much as you like, whatever you're comfortable with. Kind of let the people know who you are, where you're coming from, and um, anything you want to share on the uh, survivor front.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, My pleasure. Um, Well, I came to the gatehouse uh, just over six years ago. I came there as basically as a train wreck, and uh, uh, from that point on, it's, it's, it's been a well, to say, to say at least a very interesting journey. Uh, what I mean by that is that it's, uh, it's allowed me, well, to do many things I never thought possible from a person who thought he was totally wrecked and thought he had no worth and uh, and, and, and didn't have any well, any, well, any reason really to do anything because he thought he was just a, uh, 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 I don't know, it's, 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 it's funny when I reflect back on this, how I... Uh, how I see myself before I went in there and, and, uh, and when I recruited myself to as a train wreck that's basically what I was because I had absolutely no control of my life whatsoever and uh, when I got to the house I just being being able to uh, to, to talk about my experiences uh, with my childhood sexual abuse was, uh, was well, <laughs> to say the least it was a miracle for me because after not being able to talk about it all my life uh, and then finding a voice which I never thought I had uh, while well, it has been in... in continues to be uh, an enlightening experience for me, meaning that uh, uh, it's led me to do lots of things, such as the podcast you mentioned, and uh, it's allowed me to facilitate groups. After I've done some healing on myself, I was able to do that, but, uh, uh, but being able to reach inside myself and to share with others, that's, that's pinnacle for me because I've always basically uh, had the door shut and would not allow myself to, uh, to voice what I was thinking or feeling. So being able to find that has allowed me to do some pretty tremendous things, uh, not just in healing myself, but I'm showing others that, that, you, can, uh, that you can move forward, uh, even if you are a train wreck. And uh, I just love using that analogy.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think as survivors, a lot of times we have um you know kind of felt that we are a train wreck as you as you mentioned I've I've called myself that lots of times man especially early on you know I sought out help from, yeah, from from a therapist initially and I'm like I have no idea what's going on I'm a complete disaster I can't figure anything out you know I've had all these issues in the past and I don't know where to start so the, and you know when you first start to seek out help from a, a a facility or a therapist or whatever the case may be, um, you really do come in just feeling fully broken. I mean, I can totally relate to that. So, what what events led you to kind of reach out to the gatehouse? Was it what was it at the recommendation of somebody? Were, were you just at a breaking point and a nowhere to go? Like, maybe give us a little background on how you ended up finding yeah. the gatehouse.
1: Yeah, I, I was pretty much. In, I love how you said it. It was a breaking point in my life. I, I was I was involved in a relationship with uh, with a very very uh, uh, special lady, and and but at that time I, I was still struggling a lot with uh, with flashbacks, and nightmares, and and self worth. Well, to make a long story short, uh, I, I thought that I wasn't deserving of this individual, so I walked away, and within doing so. I was in a bad place. I was having horrible, horrible time with my with my nightmares and bad I had absolutely no control over it whatsoever, and uh, and never mind that, but my addictions as well. So I was kind of bouncing back and forth. And let me by addictions in type of drugs, alcohol, for example, and uh, and uh, and uh, and not being able to uh, not really see my reality as it truly is. So I I, I was at that point. where well, you know what? I, I'm either going to It's going to be really hard, and a trigger moment here for anybody listening, but uh, that will be listening, is that I thought about suicide. And uh, um, so what I did is, rather, I pondered around in my head for quite a while, and and then I I finally decided, well, you know what? Um, I've been struggling with this all my life and never really understood what I was fighting for or what I was fighting about or anything of that sort, and I said, "Well, you know what? I, I'm going to take one more last kick of the can." So I went on the, in the uh, on the internet, and uh, I found uh, 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 another place that helps survivors, and they're called Little Warriors out of uh, out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And they directed me to the Gatehouse. And uh, it's funny because I was looking online; I did not even see them first. I I found Little Warriors first, and then and then and then they referred me to the Gatehouse. And then my first step going into the house, I did an intake and uh, and then the rest is history. But but I was pretty much in my wits' end. And if I couldn't get help, then I was going to do the extreme worst. So that's what brought me to the gatehouse.
0: I can relate to some of the stuff you said with the addictions, with the alcohol, with the drugs, with the relationship that you walked away from. When I first sought out help from a professional, I was at that breaking point where my second marriage had just ended. I was about to be a single parent again. Um, You know, I had two older kids, but I had a younger kid who at the time was like um, 11 or 12 then. And, um, you know, I I was like, my life is falling apart. I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I've got all these things coming up that I can't handle. So I was literally at, if I don't get some help, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I I was at that same point where you were, although I was at the same point of, of, of a breaking point, so to speak, but I was also. In my case, I hadn't really sought help before. Um, It was more of a situation where I just numbed and stuffed everything for years, for decades. And I'm like, you know, I'm okay. I pushed the abuse aside and all that kind of stuff. And I knew that something was wrong with me for such a long time, but I didn't know what it was or how to deal with it. And it wasn't until I finally sought the help of somebody that I was really able to open up and explore how much of a traumatic past affects you as a future, even when it's years or decades sooner or previously.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. And, and I, I love how you say that because it's <clears throat> most people have no idea, uh, you know, what we're what we're going through or thinking and, and just being able to talk about it to the level we are now is is tremendous.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, talking about it just it helps us heal. It helps it helps others heal It lets everybody know that there's hope, um, you know, especially those who have been where you and I were, those who are maybe we're at, you know, where we are at now, those who are just starting or thinking about starting a recovery journey to know that there's places like the Gatehouse, places where I've been that are there to help you to kind of you know work your way through your past and realize that there's hope. So tell us a little bit more about what the Gatehouse actually does.
1: Well, it, it, it does actually quite a, quite a few things now, but primarily when they opened in 1998, uh, the goal was just to have a place for, uh, well, it's, it's, it's quite the story, but uh, the idea was that they wanted to open a place for men and women to come that have been sexually sexually abused as children, and a place to come and find their voice. And with uh, with, with with our doing so and accomplishing this program, we had many many people that were actually well. you had actually called roadblocks, uh, people whether it be people in the community, uh, uh, even government officials and uh, and people in uh, in places like uh, like the police departments that were doubtful that he could actually do this uh, because. In, in essence, uh, even uh, almost 20 years ago, the, the topic of childhood sexual abuse, whether it be uh, dealing with men or with women, uh, was very limited and uh, was is still very taboo like it is today. With them being able to do that, uh, it's kind of expanded off into many, many different other programs. And, and what I mean by that is, uh, so they have, like, for example, they, uh, for the men and for the women, they have two separate programs, or which we call entry programs, coming into the house, uh, where you go, it's a 15-week program, and we talk about all the stuff like we've kind of talked about already uh which we do we which we uh things we don't understand such as our feelings and uh our, our addictions because we do talk about addictions as well but uh but we primarily talk about what happened to us as children and uh um and 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 find, and 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 having a safe place to talk about it where there's no judgments um and and there's other people in the room with you that have been through the same experience, obviously different experiences, but but nevertheless, uh, is, uh, a trauma like you, you, you is like you you received as well as a child, and you're able to sit there and you're able to talk to all these people, like even as a, as a single group, whether it be men or women, and others can relate to your to, to your experiences, and you're able to relate to their experiences, so it makes it a very, very safe place to go. And from that, it expanded into many different programs, such as we have a co-ed program now that after you've done your 15 weeks, you go into this co-ed program, which is again another 16 weeks, and we talk about your feelings. and And the idea with the with, with the second program is, is we talk about moving forward. So we we uh, we, we do different forms of um, of uh, cognitive behavioral therapy uh, to 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 help you moving forward, such as mindfulness, for example. Uh, we, we focus on pause. We focus on on gratitude, like self gratitude, of course, and uh, and gratitude towards others as well. And and from there, well, we try to piece it all together individually and uh, and of course everybody's journey uh is, is an individual uh journey i mean everybody's journey is obviously different and that's the beautiful thing about it is that when you come there you can go and you can heal in your own time and if you do the first group and you feel you're not ready to move on to the second one well, you can come back and do it as many times as you want and also I'll be very clear about this too as well there's no service charge so it's free uh, uh nobody has to pay any money and uh um it, which makes it easier because we have a, quite a wide range of, of, of people from many different uh, 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 functions in the world, where, whether they're professionals or non-professionals. And, and it's kind of nice to know that if, even if you are uh, not doing very well financially, that you can go there and you can get help, and, and you don't have to worry about paying for help because it's there. It's free. But uh, uh, from that, uh, we have the Phase 2 program, which I mentioned, and from that, it's expanded another program as well. We have an art therapy program. We do yoga therapy, for example. Uh, well, the art therapy program, we, we have there's two programs, one being 12 weeks another one being 10 weeks. And again, it's a lot like uh, the modules I just described for the, for the men's and women's program. Where you go, into, it's an entry, and uh, it's structured, and you, we have certain topics uh, which are all related to our abuse that we've received as a child. And, and, and where we talk about anger, for example, you know, anger management. Uh, we talk about guilt. You know, we talk about our fears or anxieties, uh, loss, grief. We cover all those things that that we that we struggle with. Um, and, you know, not just in the beginning, but even right through to the end. And but, but but more to the end about moving moving further. Uh, we really concentrate on uh, about mindfulness. And uh, you know, one thing about with us survivors is that we'll never ever forget our experience. But learning to live with it and learning to Find positive ways of looking at ourselves without uh, without uh, uh, bashing ourselves as as we're kind of known for doing. i speaking for myself. I can't speak for others, but I know I was very really good about bashing myself uh, and, uh, and 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 finding ways of not moving forward. But to tell you, it's been a really really great journey discovering new ways of moving forward versus you know bashing myself and holding myself back. But uh, uh, and plus we uh, we also have an investigation. Been uh, the room there as well, which we've had for the last 20 year, 18 years as well, where uh, this is very, very hard for a lot of people. And I found it even hard, even for myself for the longest time, is that, so that if uh, any children that have been abused and they want to have an investigation well, what they do is the police uh, not just from Toronto Police, for example but other regions around the greater Toronto area, they'll bring the, uh, the uh, uh, they'll bring the children to the house, and if you were to go onto our website, you'll see that we have a it's a very very safe ready house, so that if, uh, if you do bring children in there, there's toys and it doesn't look like a it doesn't look like a police station. It doesn't look like a doctor's office. It's very very child friendly, so that when they conduct these investigations, the children kind of feel safe. Well, at least at least we hope they they feel safe. And we make sure we we also keep lots of comfort foods such like cookies and stuff like that, that. That just to help them along along their path at being able to tell their story, so that when they do tell their story. They don't have to go to court and peer-and-peer and peer in front of a judge where they'll, where they'll be re-traumatized again, or they have the potential of being re-traumatized again. And uh, uh, the Gatehouse is also very involved internationally as well with uh, with CSA and, uh, and other agencies around the world that promote uh, healing. Uh, that's a beautiful thing.
0: That sounds just incredible. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about... The Gatehouse, which, um, you know, for those that are interested here, even initially uh, during our uh, the, pr- the first part of this podcast, you can find them at thegatehouse.org. I want to continue on with with some of the things that you had mentioned. It just sounds like an incredible resource. I mean, all the programs, they're free. And the fact that, you know, once you go through the initial program... Then you know they don't just leave you hanging, they give you other opportunities to continue healing and going through your journey. They don't just put you through a program and then kind of push you out in, in the cold, right?
1: Yeah, lots of support, even after the fact. You know, you can go there, for example, and and you may have spent uh 16 months or even a year and a half there going there doing the programs. But even after that, you can you can come by, they, they have drop ins that you can come by once a week. And uh, I mean, even we even have uh, one program I didn't mention we do as well. We also have a partner program as well where we support. Uh, the partners, uh, and not only that, but uh, we support the non-survivor as well. So we have drop-ins giving them support as well. So we cover quite a wide range of well, what we would call a typical—I don't know, whatever the hell the typical is, uh, a typical is—a scenario of, of people living life, if I can put it in that term. So you can come out of any direction and whatever your relationship may be, and uh, whether you're single or in a, uh, as a couple or as a friend and you're gonna get help. So that, that, that really helps, so it, it really, it's really important and it's really helpful for a lot of people.
0: It sounds absolutely amazing and it sounds like such a life-saving organization for people to be able to come to. Give me a little bit of a personal experience on your own behalf. When you first got to the Gatehouse, how difficult it was it for you as a survivor personally to be able to open up to somebody and really kind of embrace the program that they're offering embrace the help embrace you know the fact that these these are safe people that you can trust did you find it personally hard to open up or or were you pretty much just ready and willing to kind of spill your story and, and get healing
1: that's a really good question and, and you know a funny uh uh uh, thinking about it now, uh, actually, uh, I was quite amazed with how easily I was able to just basically just let it all go because probably I think one of the biggest things in, 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 which I found, and I mean, I didn't trust men to begin with uh, coming from the abuse I received as a child. So what I would have thought, well, going to a men's group, how difficult is that going to be for me to sit there and talk about what I'm thinking and feeling and not be and not be figured in a bad way where I'm, where, where, where I'm going to walk out? Well, surprisingly to my uh, to myself, I got in there and I, you know, I was I had some reservations in the beginning, but when I sat there and I saw how everybody connected, and what I mean by connected is that everybody was able to relate to their experiences and realized that well, you know what, this journey is going to be a uh, hell of a lot easier than I thought, meaning that uh, my trust that I that I had mentioned uh, is basically going out the door because here I have all these other men who've been through very similar experiences. And probably don't want to trust me no more than I want to trust them. And yet we're here. We are. We're still our guts out. And uh, yes, lots of tears too, uh, as well. But the fact that they were able to sit there with a total stranger within a period of two or three weeks, or even the first week, for example, and be able to to let themselves go to the way they to the levels that they were, even including myself, was 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 well very pinnacle for myself, and I'm sure for them as well. Not being able to speak to them.
0: It's interesting how you were able to really kind of embrace that, the healing and and the trust factor and get help. I know when I first sought out help too, I was amazed at how easily I was able to talk about my past and talk about things that came up. I walked in there thinking I was going to be a closed book, and I'm like, I'm not telling these people anything. I just want them to fix me or give me something to help myself feel better. But when you get into an environment where you can feel validated and safe and know that people around you just get it, especially when you're around fellow survivors, I mean, that just that aids to healing so well, and I always find it fascinating, like I said, how different people kind of take to the whole healing process, because I know for me... And it sounds like for you too, it was a it was definitely a lot easier than what I anticipated it being.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and it, it maybe just the fact that I've had to hold it for the last you know it was almost fifty years that I've had to hold these secrets uh, was a really was was kind of a relief too. So you know just being able to you know and it's been irking me for years that I that I've tried to talk about this and no one would listen to me so. Uh, like if uh, uh, the great analogy of, of carrying around a knapsack with 100 pounds in it well that's kind of like what happens I go in there and I'm sitting there amongst all these strangers and this knapsack comes off like it was never there
0: yeah, it's like a weight just lifted off your shoulders. I mean, when you can tell somebody and they'll they'll, they'll just sit there and they will they will offer support and they will validate your feelings and, and they don't tell you things like, "Well, that didn't really happen" or "Just get over it" or, or you know, all those horrible things that people say to survivors yeah. that just makes us want to crawl in back into our hole and never seek help. But when you can really embrace the healing that's out there, the trustworthy people and organizations that are there to help people like you, people like me, survivors all across the globe. It just it really aids in healing, and I just I love it so much. So, yeah, so you guys there at the Gatehouse, you also do, and, and you mentioned it there briefly, uh, CSA International. So, now that was sponsored, I guess, by the Gatehouse, right? Like, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes, yeah, CSA International is, is, is basically, they, they started this organization. It's basically like a hub. And, uh, and 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 within this hub is basically a place where you could go, and you can link with other survivors internationally, not just in uh, in North America, but Asia, Australia, Africa, uh, uh, South America, you all over the world, and where you can all get to. where, where, where we can all, where we can all link together, and we can and we can pass resources back and forth, and uh, and our stories if if, if, if that if, if that's what you want to do, but it's it's, it's basically a hub for everybody connecting, so we can, so we can, well, so we can we can be connected and uh, and share our stories and our information, uh, hopefully helping one another at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that website for CSA International is voiceforsurvivors.com, and of course, the link uh, to the Gatehouse is right there, and then there's a link on the Gatehouse website over to here, and I was checking it out, and you're right. I mean, there's buttons here for North America, Central and South America, Europe, yeah. Asia, all over the world. And, um, you know, you can follow them on Twitter, Facebook. There's all kinds of information about contacting survivors, contacting CSA International. So I um, it's something that I've been checking out here and something that I encourage everybody who either is a survivor or also, you know, lives with and supports a survivor of childhood sexual abuse or any type of abuse. um, We know that there are, uh, you know, the spouses, family and friends of survivors need all the support they can get. And this sounds like a great resource for them as well.
1: Oh, definitely, and uh, and and as I as I see through social media, there's such a lack of resources and uh, and people and doors to knock on. Although that is changing uh, daily, uh, daily, monthly, yearly, it, it it's greatly increasing. But still, it has a it has a piece to go.
0: You and I both see this world changing, and you know awareness being raised for people, not only for survivors, but. For spouses and family members and friends and those who support survivors. And, you know, there are new resources opening up every day, such as, you know, stuff that we talk about on our survivor chat, stuff like CSA International does, the Gatehouse, places where people can go swap resources online and really just kind of help support each other and continue to to really get. The you know the stigma uh, erased for you know survivors of childhood sexual abuse, and to know that it's okay to talk about it, it's okay to seek out help, um, it's okay to just know that you know, your past wasn't what you what hoped it would have been. But looking back, it doesn't have to define your future. And one of the things that I know you're doing with your radio show, having uh, your own topics, but also having guests on there as well. I've listened to a bunch of your shows, even the most recent one. Um, tell us maybe a little bit about how you got started with the, the radio show there on Blog Talk Radio, and what you hope to accomplish uh, by doing your shows on a regular basis.
1: Well, I, uh, it'll be three years in May that I've been doing this, and uh, I kind of went in with the premise that, uh, well, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a, a wild shot at this and see what happens. Um, I, at that time, I, I wasn't aware of anybody doing it, and I think I'm, uh, and, and myself, like you, are, are, are very few that are, are even advocating for this, and, and still are. So I went in with the premise on just, well, let's just see what happens. Uh, I, I thought, well, maybe I might even do, only do a few broadcasts, my, my my few broadcasts now have turned into over 100, and, uh, and, and my listener base keeps growing and growing. So. And, and the feedback I get has also been very positive too. So, uh, where people do not have these types of resources, um, uh, I, I've been—I I keep people tell, keep telling me that, that it's been helpful for them. So, that to me, uh, even if one person tells me this, it, it, it is enough for me to say, "Well, Stu, just keep going and uh, talking about these things that people won't talk about, uh, and uh, and and just see what happens." So, I kind of went into it blind, not knowing what 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 was going to happen. I'll, how far I was going to go, but I've had people reaching out to me internationally now, uh, and uh, and uh, that, that have embraced what I've been, what I'm doing, and what I'm talking about, and uh, and and and, and uh, support me. So I can't. Uh, I, I really don't want to stop. And, and as far as the direction I'm going to go, well, I do want to get into doing more. I, I like to do at least twice a week, but time is of uh, time is so tight these days. It's hard to get as much done as I do get done. But, but I do want to branch off. Uh, I want to start doing video stuff as well. So that's going to be my next segment I'm going to get into once we finally get our, our basement done at the gatehouse. So we had a flood about a year and a half ago, and we're still fighting with the city to get it fixed. So uh, hopefully by mid-summer or something like that, I'll be back down there. And within doing so, I'm going to get a whole new studio and uh, where I'm also going to be to do video blogs as well. So uh, as far as my future is concerned doing this, well... um. I'm just gonna keep doing it and with really the only expectation I have is to is to show other survivors that 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 there's other ones out there and that there's support as well. So and not really I don't really have any, you know, crazy expectations on what direction it's gonna go other than I that if it's helping people that's all I care about.
0: Our stories are very similar, our podcasts are very similar and you started your radio show this for the same reason that i started doing podcasts um you know originally i had a background in podcasting for sports for the nfl and i did that for years and years and i loved it and it was fun but it doesn't give anywhere near the fulfilling and 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 just enjoyment of being able to talk about something like this and raise awareness and find so many people who are willing to share their story um you know be it everyday survivors like you and I, therapists who are willing to reach out and offer support through a podcast. I mean I was not when when I first started doing mine, I was doing some research and you know, I found a handful of people who were doing what you were doing and you know, doing what I wanted to do, but it wasn't a whole lot. And I realized that podcasting is is and radio shows is such a great way to reach people because, when you get everyday people like you and i who are who are survivors ourselves who have been to hell and back and now we're starting to come out on the other side and, and you know embrace the hope and the healing and the sharing and helping everyone i think it's such a great way for us to be able to reach so many people and for people to be able to know that regular everyday people like us who just want to share a message of hope and i i love i love what your show's doing and i can't wait to see where you take it because i You were one of the first people that I actually started listening to in the podcasting world. Um, You and a couple others who really inspired me to kind of jump on this on this platform and really raise awareness in my own way. So I thank you for that, man.
1: (laughs) All right. You're very welcome. And I love what you're doing as well. Uh, uh, You know, it it should not be taken lightly at all because you're helping a lot of people as well. And uh, and, and I tip my hat off to you, Matt, for, for doing what you're doing as well. You know, you're you're you releasing blogs all the time, and which I pay close attention to as well. And you talk on on many different topics that that are that I can relate to, and 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 love that you, the fact that you're doing it. And I can see others are listening and and reading as well. So that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that uh, very much. It is it's a it's a passion. It, it's a labor of love for both of us, and we know it's something that you know, not everybody wants to talk about, but the more that you do your shows, the more you branch out, the more I branch out, the more we encourage people by writing, by doing everything that we can to really raise awareness. Um, you know, I just hope it helps so many and that that's why I do it. And you know, it sounds like that's why you do it as well. So why don't we wrap this up a little bit and you can tell everybody, uh, where to find you, your radio show, the Gatehouse, anything you want to share on that front, man.
1: Oh, well, yeah, my, my, my pleasure. Yeah. So um, well, those who haven't gotten figured out who I am, I'm Stuart Thompson. I'm, uh, I'm with the Gatehouse out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, uh, the organization I'm with has been around since 1998. Uh, we've got almost 20 years under their belt of giving peer support for survivors of childhood sexual abuse and supporting uh, many different uh, attachments to it, such as partners. And we also support, as I mentioned, uh, uh, we have a child investigation uh, uh, uh unit there as well so we can do that as well but uh, we can be lo- located or rather you can find us on the, on the web at www.thegatehouse.org, and as far as finding myself is concerned there uh, you can find me there there's a great direct link to personal transformation my blog talk radio show uh, which, uh, uh, which which is there and also I can also be located on Twitter at uh, got to get out of uh, Unforgiven Warrior. I know that's not my name, but that's what I've, I've been using since... I've been on Twitter since, uh, I think it's 2014 or 13, and that's pretty much been my handle all day long. I've had people ask me, well, why don't I change it? Well. If I do, then people won't know who I am, so I'm going to leave it as it is. But, uh, but for people who know me, and I, I'm very transparent about who and say what I do, and anybody who knows me, whether it be through Twitter or Facebook, which I'm going to mention there in a second, uh, that uh, I, I say who I am. I'm, I'm very transparent. I, I'm not afraid to say my name or who or what I'm about, and uh, and will challenge anybody who dares to challenge me on that. But, uh, but nevertheless, that's who I am. And as far as Facebook is concerned, you can find the Gatehouse uh, on Facebook. If you uh, you just type it in there, you'll, you'll find it. I'm known as Two Last Chance, but if you go to the Gatehouse uh, uh, through Facebook, uh, you will see my face there, and uh, and that'll again that will link you to my radio show as well, and uh, and everything else that's going on that I might be doing at the house as well. And you know, there's one other thing I'd like to mention before we go as well, and, and I will be talking about a lot more. Is, as time goes on, and I'd love to talk to you about this maybe later on in the future, but what's going to be happening here in Canada in 2018 is there's going to be a huge conference for male survivors. Malesurvivor.org out of the the US is going to be involved in it as well, and Gatehouse is one of the sponsors, and I'm going to be talking about that more as as the year goes on, and uh, and I'm really, really excited about that. So this is uh, a great uh, thing for male survivors uh, who want support. But now we're, uh, we're going to do it on an international level as far as having a conference is concerned. So I'm going to be talking about that as, as the year goes on. So I just wanted to
0: throw that out there. Dude, that sounds amazing. And count me in because uh, mailsurvivor.org is a great resource. I love it. I've used it. Um, it's a great way for, for you know guys to connect with other survivors. And uh, you know their conferences are amazing. And if you're having one in Canada there next year, I will, I will mark my calendar once dates are set and everything. Let me know because... I will be there with you, man, because that sounds like an amazing experience.
1: Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it because I know that uh, a lot of connections I've made through social media, I'm probably going to be able to get to meet some of these people uh, uh, after talking with them for many years, like yourself, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, so I'm really looking forward to getting together and collaborating what we do and, and share.
0: Absolutely. That sounds amazing. I will definitely be there. Um, Thanks so much, Stu. Thanks for all the information. Everybody check out The Gate House. Check out CSA International. You can find Stu on Twitter, as he said. And um, you know, if you are a a male survivor or supporting a male survivor, definitely check out um, malesurvivor.org as well. It's a great resource. So with that, let's wrap this up. Thanks, Stu, so much for coming on, man. It's been an honor, and I can't wait to do it again, bro.
1: Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Uh, You have a great day, and uh, I'm looking forward to communicating with you in the future.
0: Thanks again for listening to Surviving My Podcast, sponsored by survivingmypast.net, a blog about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD, and in support of all who have survived the trauma of abuse. This podcast or any resources sponsored by survivingmypast.net should not be considered as therapy or professional medical help. If you are in crisis, I encourage you to seek out the services of a mental health or physical health professional. I also encourage you to check out online crisis support from sites like rain.org, oneandsix.org, and the Samaritans. If you would like to be a guest on a future podcast, just contact me anytime through email, net, or use the contact forms on the blog. Thank you again for your support and encouragement, and always know that you rock. Talk to you soon.